Welcome to the Rubens Abreu Podcast, your health dose of inspiration, knowledge, and entertainment. So today is a very, very exciting day because it is the first episode of this podcast. You know, I I have been justifying myself for way too long for you know why I could not start this podcast. Um, you know, coming I was coming up. You know, creating so many BS reasons why I couldn't and doubts. And one of the main doubts for me was because I do not have um, specifically expertise. You know, I don't have the experience of so many other podcasts out there of people that actually, you know, they start their podcast and they basically create as an extension of, you know, their success. Just a way of you know, pass on the knowledge of how they got to where they are today and, you know, teach other people how to do it. Or they are, you know, focused generally in one specific niche. But on this podcast, I'm just a student. And I think one of the biggest reasons why, you know, it took me so long to start this is because I thought that the fact that I don't have any experience in general or anything that I know specifically, you know, like a niche, I thought that I, I wasn't, you know, worth it of starting this. Um, and I don't know for you guys, uh, if you know Gary Vaynerchuk, he's basically an author, a uh, speaker, entrepreneur, and, you know, pretty much the guru of social media out there at the moment um, through my eyes, my personal opinion. But le- the, his, um, his latest book, Crushing It, it really hit me, you know. I've been following him for two years now, I've been... Uh, feeding his content and reading the other books but this one there's a lot of like stories of people that started doing podcasting youtubing or just using different social media platforms that started from nothing and they create a, a brand and a business from it so it really hit me to understand that i don't have to have fully expertise or experience to start something like this as long as I'm driven, uh, I'm willing to put the work and I'm patient, most important, because everything takes time. So I really have to have the passion for it. Um, so that's one of the reasons I decided and I got rid of my bullshit. But also that's another guy. Um, for those who know Terry Cruz, Terry Cruz is, you know, it's a North, um, not a, yeah, it's an author too. He just wrote his book now. But is the guy, you know, the um, the very famous actor he's very uh, well known as well from his um, book white chicks that's what i refer him um to because it's such a good bo- um movie but he has an interview with um tim ferris which is another you know role model for myself that really loved his podcast all his content uh, the four hour work week it's just amazing tribe of mentors just came out last i think it was last year or something uh and so amazing and he has this interview with terry cruz and was one of the most amazing interviews i have ever come across in my life because what i took most out of it uh three things first of all to stop comparing myself to other people you know Compare myself to other people like, oh, I haven't got the experience like that person. They're doing this, they're doing that. I should have be doing this. And getting to this self-sabotage mindset and worry and frustration because I'm not doing what I want to do. And because people are, are way far ahead of me. But 
realize that you know using those stories and as instead of beating myself you know down but use this view use this inspiration so stop stop comparing myself to other people and it was a really big realization when I listened to the interview um, secondly um, was the fact that face fear you know regardless um, Gary V is a big one on that too Tim Ferriss all of the you know big entrepreneurs and um, big business people or you know people that are making a, a change out that you know your success is on the other side of fear and I realized that regardless I had just have to face and do it and I will figure out as I do it as I go uh, but third I think the biggest change for me from this interview with Terry Cruz was that you know vulnerability it's actually strength, you know, being vulnerable um, because people are going to listen to this, you know what I mean? People are going to judge me by my content. People are going to, you know, say what they think about if it's crap, if it's good, if it's average. But the fact of that I'm willing to put the work out there and let people judge, you know, because that's the way I'm going to develop a better podcast is by creating a nice um, high quality content and as, as I do it I'll get you know people's feedback and you know realize that actually I can change I can improve I can do things so realize that vulnerability is actually strength and um, being vulnerable it's completely okay and uh, that is part of the fear thing that I was talking about before as well fear of you know judgment fear of not being enough fear of people you know talking things bad about you and just realize that you know who gives the fuck? Um, regardless if you have people saying anything negative or positive, you got to stick to what you believe, what's your passion and things that you want to do with your life. So I realized that, you know, especially because of those two characters, Terry Crews and and Gary V, I realized that, I, you know, it was about time to start it. I, I've been, you know, feeding myself and eating for so, so long, you know, books, audiobooks and podcasting. You know, it's like therapy for me, guys. Uh, I've been on this journey for the last three or four years. You know, I'm always on the go. I'm, you know, at the gym, uh, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning the house, I'm on the toilet, you know, you name it. I'm always connected. I always have my headphones on and I, I rarely listen to music. I really think it's a waste of time. Don't get me wrong for people that love music. I think music is amazing, but I do prefer listening to music when I'm sharing with other people. When I'm by myself individually, I'm always listening to, you know, interviews and inspiring stories, reading books. So like I said, for me, it's a really nice process that has helped me have a more, you know, enjoyable, peaceful, um, let's say successful and entertaining life. So... That's what I want to create with this podcast. You know, I want to bring all those um, different um, people that I'm going to interview that I know or people that I'm going to know as I do this um, to talk about things that I'm already talking about, that I'm, conversations that I already have with people. And I, would just, I just realized why not record it and share with others, you know. I'm already having those conversations. And that's what I want to bring with this podcast. I want to, you know... Not only uh, educate and inspire, but I also want to entertain and just be myself, Rubens. You know, for those who know me, I'm a super uh, massive, energetic person, if I can say that. And 
loves joking around, but also really into you know how they say like Terry Crews loves saying that I'm 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 a self-developed nut, you know, self-help, you know, um, addicted. So that's what I want to create with um, this podcast, basically. But just for for you, the listeners, a bit of my personal background, um, so you understand what I you know what I come from and my long journey. Um, I was born and raised in Brazil, and at the age of 21, decided to move to Australia, Sydney, and I live now here at the moment. And like I said, during this journey, I just got so out of my comfort zone and creating those, you know, the, the habit of reading and listening to different things, audios, it really got me um, way ahead of a lot of people that I know and different other people, of course. Um, but also for my personal experience, how much um, my life has changed and developed along the way. And I developed this obsession of learning and, and creating stuff. And I was like, damn, I can do this. And then I decided to come with a podcast. Um, you know, my first job in Australia, I was working as a kitchen hand down at Icebergs, Bondi Beach. For those who don't know, it's... Um, Basically, one of the best spots you can get in Bondi, here in Sydney, maybe in Australia. Basically, we have a swimming pool that's you know uh, was built basically in part of the ocean. That the water in the the pool it's um, salty water. So I was working there as a kitchen hand for six months with no uh, English. And you know, for those that I don't know if you have worked as a kitchen hand, but it's it's a pretty shit job to be honest. Very grateful. I learned English there. The people that work with me were lovely, you know, and I managed to work at the bar afterwards. I started doing coffees. and But it was a really tough moment for me. I nearly went back home because I was constantly questioning myself why I was doing it, why, you know, I moved to Brazil with a pretty good, decent job, doing university there, living with my parents. You know, life was good. Life was sweet. And coming to Australia and, and working as a dishwasher and fuck. It's terrible. But journey was a you know interesting. When I look back now, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm very grateful. And you know, it led me to start doing other jobs and now they I work pretty much as a model and I do a lot of TV commercials as well. Um other things on the side, but that's mainly what I'm trying to focus on. Plus this um this new project, the podcasting. But you know, um the job of, you know, being a kitchen hand, it really make me a humble person, you know, much more humble, you know, down to earth with a lot of humility, you know, nowadays um, that I'm doing a lot of, you know, much higher paid jobs. Uh, I really appreciate people that, you know, work at a bar, people that work, you know, in the kitchen because I know they struggle, you know. I uh, appreciate that people that work, you know, that's so many other worst jobs, you know, People that clean toilets at festivals. Oh my God, imagine a job like that. So it really created me this, um, you know, humbleness. And when I see people doing jobs like that or, you know, construction, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's my opinion, guys. I know people love that job, but I know how tough it is, you know. I know how physically hard it is. So I really appreciate people that do those jobs. If I walk by myself on the street and I see people like that, hustling you know and working the ass off i really stop sometimes for lightning fast you know and i really appreciate the job i have today and how far i have come because i think it's important we take for granted 
where we are today, even if it is a small step, celebrate that, you know, celebrate, give yourself credit, give you know, other people credit as well that helped you because it's important. Gratitude, kindness, and humbleness, you know, humility, it's, you know, those values is something I really live by and I really appreciate when I can find people that share the same. So it's been a long journey for me. Um, and I want to share with you guys um, different experience and share, you know, why I think, how to say, how, why I think it's important to, to um, feed your mind with the right perspective, with the right mindset, to understand the things you do, to understand the people you hang around with, you know, to understand your health, um, to understand how to, you know, manage money better, you know, to understand how to be self-aware of the things that go, you know, through your mind, your thoughts, your behavior, um, things that you do rather than just, you know, follow the norms, but self-reflect and like Gary Vee always say, Self-awareness is probably one of the most important things that, will, you know, someone can develop. And that's what I want to create with this, you know, and become a better speaker, um, you know, my communication skills, but probably most important, be a better listener because at the moment I'm in university, I'm doing my Bachelor of Counseling and I found to be aligned to one of the things that I would love to do for a living, which, you know, help people go through... Um, their adversities in life, you know, their challenges with a more, you know, positive mindset and perspective in order to create a more positive outcome. You know, I think we're more in control of our happiness and, and mind than we think, but we, you know, let those fears, fears and other things take the most out of us because we're not self-aware. And I think too many of us, you know, we are upgrading to material things and like getting the new phone and getting a new computer and buying the new clothes and you know going out constantly and spending time and there's nothing wrong with that guys don't get me wrong I think it's important to have those things in your life but I think we forgot to um, invest in our mind as well and our body which actually are the only two things that we truly possess at the end of the day if you if you realize and I think when you do that your life will be a lot more, a lot happier, a lot more enjoyable, um, you know, a lot more peaceful and successful. And of course, with each one, like each of us here with their own um, ideals, you know, and uh, what actually success means because everyone's different, right? Everyone has a, a term for what actually success um, define yourself. So respecting that you you know, what's success for you? It's not going to be successful for other, other people. And that's fine. We are so different. You're so unique. And like Terry Crews say, um, there's no one like you with the, that has the same tone of your voice. You know, we are so unique with, you know, are you, our each different um, characteristics as human. And I think that's beautiful. And that's something worth um worth reminding for so to you know long story short guys what i'm trying to say here i'm going to start this raw you know from the start from scratch 
trying to you know connect with like-minded people become a better you know um become a better you know listener and communicator and get to know more people in a deep level you know friends and family and uh, the both people that i'm gonna meet along the way because i created this you know podcast so today guys um i'm interviewing a very good friend of mine a dear friend of mine his name is paul Priceley. uh we've met each other here in sydney probably two years ago we were taking the same course at a college and eventually paul became a teacher there as well a marketing background um uh, but we talk about a lot of things in this interview um we talk about his business we talk about his experience you know growing up in germany we talk about different courses and seminars that he took in his life that made a massive massive change and massively you know help him to become a better person uh, we talk about the struggles of his business and things that he's changing now uh we talk about his goals things that excited him we talk about books you know his routines um we talk about pretty much a lot of things that you know i think you the listener going to benefit a lot from it um but before we started the interview i would like to say how grateful i am for having Paul in my life um even though Paul is one of those friends that we're now trying to you know keep more in touch and constantly catch up with especially with this podcast now but even though not uh physically you know seeing each other um Paul has been a v- massive um pusher if i can say that in cutting up myself into my own bullshit for not doing the things i would like to do and you know Paul is a a lot not a lot older than me he's probably going to kill me for saying that <laughs> but you know i'm 25 Paul is 30 is 32 and he's in a different level of his life now and like i said he own he's he started his own business and we're going to talk more about that and i'm really grateful for having him in my life because it really pushes me to achieve more and do more because i know that he's hustling he's as off all that to take his business off the ground and to become his best virgin uh version but i think that not only taking on board but I'm expecting with this podcast I can give something back as well and also to you know to demonstrate how gra- grateful I am for having this friendship because at the end of the day I think relationship friendship anything that you know you having with someone it has to be a mutual respect and interest of course we always give with you know no expect expectations but i do believe that's important to both give and i hope i can achieve that by having this interview and creating this podcast and by the time you know i can benefit other people as well and you can you guys can get inspired and learn a lot from this guy so keeping this short please enjoy my first ever episode and conversation with Paul Priceley thank you And we're now live with Mr. Paul Priceler. <laughs> Thanks Paul for being here today. It's Looking a forward, pleasure. Looking forward for this interview as you are on one of the first ones for um starting my podcast. Yeah. Uh so for you guys the listeners, me and Paul we've been friends for about two years now. Yeah. Two years. Two years. 
But it's one of those people that when you meet them, you instantly really get really close to them and you become best friends. Oh, that's very yeah, kind. Yeah, <laughs> That's why I ch- one of the reasons I chose you to be one of the first ones in this podcast. I don't know if everybody would say this, but... Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. I appreciate because it, it. And you're very patient, too. So if I fucked up anything during the interview, you won't kill me. But... No worries. So, Paul, you were growing up in, in Germany, right? How yes. Was, how, was, uh, how was life in Germany? Tell me, how was growing up there? So I grew up in Germany, but I was born in Poland, right? So, oh, cool. so okay. I was born in Poland. My family is uh, half Polish, and um, we moved to Germany when I was two years old. So I lived. I grew up in Germany until twenty six, and then I came to Australia and escaped from the you bad escaped. weather. <laughs> and just the bad weather. That's where you're escaping from. Oh, many many other things as well. But um, yeah, but it was a it was a, a good decision. So now I'm in Sydney, on and off for the last uh, years. Of, oh, let me, let me think. Six years on Six and off, years. but they had like big breaks. Like. Yeah, why did you decide to move to Sydney? You could have gone to any other place in the world. Why um, Sydney? I watched the documentary when I was sixteen. Uh, when I was sixteen, it was, um, there were the Olympic Games in Sydney, and I in the documentary I saw Sydney the first time, and I thought, wow, what a great city, and I want to move here. At least I want to visit it. So that was my thought. But then with twenty six, I I finished my studies in Germany and then I thought, okay, I need to need to go somewhere else. And then Sydney was definitely on my list. Yeah. So, yeah. and That's a fair, fair question. Fair answer. Answer the city. Yeah. How old are you now? 38, uh, 32. 32. How does it feel now that you, you know, turned... People say that the stepping points when you turn 30. How does it feel for you? It's just another, another different age or you definitely feel a big difference, a big turning point or... No, turning 30 was the best birthday I had to be honest because oh, really? I yeah in our society we te- we tend to uh, set goals to the 30th birthday and uh, you put a lot of pressure on yourself because you think oh with 30 I want to be a millionaire with 30 I want to be married or whatever you say to yourself mm-hmm. and um, and when I turned 30 I was like oh. I realized the last two 10 years went like crazy like I felt like yesterday I was 20 and I thought wow like tomorrow I'm going to be 40 so let's figure out what I want to do with my life because time is flying. Yeah. Um, and that realization was great. And uh, now I laugh about people who think like, I'm in their 20s like you. And you think like, oh, like 30 sounds so, I don't know, so old. But it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? And um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of things changed in Sydney. Uh, definitely. I, I developed myself and I grew... Um, which was probably not possible in in Germany, not because not because it was Germany, but just because it was my old environment. I think it's good uh, for people to leave your old environment and then um, see the world from a different perspective. Yeah, you know? and it has nothing to do with Sydney itself, but it's just that you change, you get out of your old environment, yeah. and you you can yep uh, you can avoid it. You, you definitely change. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like. Uh probably the major decision of my life was coming to Australia that changed me. I, I definitely endorse the fact that you should at least live a little bit out of your comfort zone, especially if you can learn a new language. Mm. And our Tim Ferriss talks about that a lot as well, getting able to live in a different country, how much you can learn, how much you can change. And, oh, my God, my yeah. life has completely changed here. I'm the completely different person. Um, right. Just by the four years that I lived in Sydney, it's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah, and especially I came to I came to came to Australia without any 
English skills, right? So I had I learned English in school, but I was super bad at it. And same. In, <laughs> oh in my between, god! I, le I left between school and um, coming to Australia. There were six years in between where I didn't have any English lessons. So and I was so naive. I, I thought, okay, I don't need to open the book. I just go there and I figure something out. But and it was terrible the first three months. Uh, but same. but I had such a desire to to learn. So now I'm talking to people who are here for five years and I think uh, they still struggle with the language. I said, yeah, but you know. I don't. I don't definitely. I don't believe that I'm naturally gifted when it comes to languages. I still, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I think um, people waste such a like so much time. They come to a different country. Uh, I can talk about like Brazilians here, and that's yeah. quite funny. I don't think it's just Brazilians, but every community you tend to be with people that are equal. You know, the people that look mm. like you, you speak the same language, you, you share the same ideas and values. But I think the whole purpose of coming to a different country is definitely to learn the language and meet people that don't think as the same as you think so you can expand your mindset. And I mm. think people get caught up in, in only hanging around with the same people and they stay here for years and years and they don't develop the language. And that's the first obstacle you have to overcome when you, mm. when you move to a different country. Yeah. And it's probably the number one reason why people have lost uh, confidence. Um, when you talk, hey, what do you? Why don't you work in your career? And I said, oh, ah, yeah, my English is not so good. And you know, why don't you go for your dreams? And I said, ah, oh, my English is not so good. So you hear this all the time, and it's, yeah. of course, it's something that you controlled. Yeah, you know, definitely, hundred percent. So yeah, um, that's pretty much the story. And and I worked in 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 uh, yeah, I worked in corporate. So I worked in uh, financial services, recruitment. Yep. Um, yep. And and I hated it. It was not money. Not for me. It was not authentic. Um, that I realized later on. And yeah. Why, why is that? Because I know you were making a fair good money back that time. You had the, you know, I remember you telling me about the, you know, had the car, the dream car. You have all the. Yeah, I had a lot of ups and downs. Let's say yeah. this way. Like I had times when I make good money, and then times when I had no money, and so it was always like ups and downs. And um, but I, I didn't felt good in the position I was in. I was. Uh, I've, I always wanted to do something a little bit more creative yep. and um, wanted to be my own boss. And uh, I'm really bad with uh, with authority. So if someone behaves um, <laughs> in front of me like yeah. a boss, like, you definitely start a fight. Yeah. And, and um, there were many situations in my life where um, that <laughs> was disrespectful <laughs> in front of my boss. So... Um, I just hate when someone, when I have the feeling that someone tries to put me down, yeah, and um, don't doesn't have the best interest in mind. Um, so, and many many bosses yeah. have that attitude. Uh, yeah. It's more an ego trip. So yeah, and um, and sales is something that um, it's very uh, you can streamline the process, and then it becomes very boring. There's no much variety in in the in the process. So you have the numbers you need to call every day, and then you try to close the deal and, and that's pretty much it and, yep. and I want to work with different things and, and yeah be more creative going back to um, your professional um, career um, path uh, I know you have a marketing marketing background how was that how was that for you at university because we talked about that before and you thought that was a waste of time for you yeah I d like technically I don't have a marketing background I have a business background business so, so I never gotcha. I never um, did something on paper in for marketing or in marketing so and my it was a typical business degree the, the specialization was actually mergers and acquisitions so more finance related and um, 
I was just at one point I noticed that I'm very interested in marketing, so I started reading a lot about marketing, and and uh, I worked mostly in sales. And um, then when I when I left the university, I got really into reading um, marketing books and online courses. Tested around, worked on on hundred ideas, yep. um, failed at them, and uh, you know when <laughs> one led to the to the next, and then um, yeah, so. And now started the business I have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a bit about the business that you started. Um, why did you start in the first place? Um, and why specific? So explain a little bit to our listeners what is your business. And I know you've, you've done a change now as well. You changed the business model. So yeah, maybe start explaining what you do. So what we do is we offer, uh, we, um, we offer a marketing concierge service for small business owners who struggle with their ongoing work on their website and graphic design work. So we, um, for a monthly flat fee, they can request unlimited design and website tasks. And we have a remote team of developers and designers, and they basically jump in and, and get, get it done for the customer. And uh, so the, the only restriction is the number of tasks we actively work on at the same time. So we, we start with 500 US dollars a month and we work on one task at the same time. And how many tasks we, we complete is, is a little bit determined on, on the task itself and how, how many tasks the, the customer yeah. sends us. You know, some, some customers just use us just, just as an extension of their current marketing team if they, if they, um, um, or if they don't have the skills in-house, they just use us. And we also work with agencies that just use us as an extension and, yeah, yeah. You know, and give us a lot of tasks. Yeah. When did you start the business? Very recently. Yeah. So this, this, this business, we started it, uh, we relaunched the business um, a little bit over a month ago. So we started as a, as a marketing agency. Um, it's a little bit different. We, we offered a lot of different services and now um, we focus just on one, one service and it's more design and uh, developing service. Yeah. How was that for you? Like be able to start something from scratch and I know you're still going through um, the challenges and you haven't, you know, you haven't got to where you want to be now. It's just very fresh. Yeah. How is that for you? Is anything? So, yeah. Yeah. We started the business two years ago. Um, so the first version basically. Uh, around two, yeah, two years ago. And um, it was a different concept and we got a couple of customers. We learned along the way what works, what doesn't work. And um, and then at one point we reached that point where we said, okay, like we, we don't enjoy running the business and, and we didn't we didn't do proper financial planning in, in the beginning. So yeah, yeah. it was not that we are not profitable, it was not profitable enough so we can actually live from it. And it was not very satisfying. And you, you spend so much, so many hours working on the business and you don't get anything out of it. And, um, then at one point we had, my business partner and me, we had a um, conversation and said, okay, well, do we want to continue? Or do we just shut it down? Um, actually shutting down was not an option. It was uh, just, okay, how can we turn it around? And so we sat down and, and thought about, okay, how can we, how can we make this work? work? What would be the business you would start if you haven't started the business before? So just start from scratch. Yeah. And we came up with that concept. Yeah. Um, How do you navigate yourself through the ups and downs of starting a business? Because I personally don't have any business background. I basically hear stories and, Mm. you know, podcasting. And I have you as an example. That's why I brought you here today. Um, Because it's very challenging. You put yourself time, put yourself money, and you have 
that constantly battle in your mind of if you're enough, if you're worth it, if you know it's worth it going through, it's worth it keep going, and and you always doubt your doubting yourself. How do you navigate yourself through the ups and downs and challenges and failures? Maybe you can even give us a, a example of a massive failure for you. <laughs> yeah, many. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I, I had a conversation um, recently and I said to someone, you need to be mentally sick when you start a business, actually, because it's so much easier to just work for a bigger company and um, try to get a, make a career out of it. I, yeah, like there's a lot of, I don't know, I think the reason why someone starts a business is just because the pain of not starting a business is bigger than the pain of going through the process of starting and growing a business. Yeah. And um, it's just like, and as it comes down to knowing yourself, like, could you ever be happy in a corporate job? If yes, then yeah, do it, go for it, go for it. Yeah. But if you if you know for a fact, as I do, that I wouldn't be wouldn't be happy in the long term, I might have more money in the short term and uh, have less stress or whatever. But that's not even guaranteed. Um, then yeah, I would choose a different path. But yeah. Okay. And, and the reason why we didn't this, we, we choose to change the concept was because just failure is not an option. Like it sounds a little bit cheesy, but it is. Like I would never. Um, I ex- I accept that it takes longer than expected, but there's I always pivot. Like I, I just change the concept or change the approach instead of saying, okay, I'm just not an entrepreneur, because be becoming an entrepreneur. We, we sometimes we expect to. To start something and get become successful at it straight away, right? But like, like you you go to university and, and learn yeah. something, and yeah. you go to university for three years. So why would you expect to start a business and become a multimillionaire in the next six months? Yeah, I think you know? we're so caught up in you know social media, one of the platforms as well. We're constantly seeing um, the overnight success of someone, but we don't really read about or hear about the the biography of people that actually struggle for decades sometimes half life until they made it yeah and we don't realize how much effort and time and pressure and failure which is not failure it's just a setback so you can learn and and accomplish what you want but you said something very interesting you said something oh how do you deal Uh, you asked me how do you deal with like the feelings of not being good enough so i i reached that point and i think many entrepreneurs start their business because they believe they're not good enough especially men do you I think th- that was with you as well? Absolutely, yeah. Like, the reason why men... Like, in our society, you're judged by the, the your career as a man to, to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Women are more judged by their looks. And um, so if you... Like, you're more worth... Like you're, let's say you look more successful in, in society, in the Western society as a man when you have a good career, when you have a good career, you have money and all that stuff. That's how people judge you. Um, and uh, so we are, we are guided by this belief system and we think, okay, let's, uh, I want to become that super successful entrepreneur because um, that makes you worth it. It's bullshit. But yeah, so I, I, I actually like, I think I finally realized this quite recently that I, um, we discussed, talked a lot about self-worth and, and all that stuff and, and when, when someone asks you okay why are you worthy then most people would immediately come up with stuff they either have or they do so they would say I'm a nice person that's mm-hmm. what you do 
right? Yeah. Or I'm 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 very good fan. I'm very kind and all that stuff. Um, or I have like you're worthy because you look good. You have a good body. You know the, these kind of things. But when you look at the look at the baby, the baby does nothing, but it's still worthy, right? The baby doesn't have anything. The baby do, doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right. So the the worth is built in, but at some point where when you grow up, you start believe I need to behave in a certain way to be worthy of love, right? Or to be worthy of respect or whatever it is, yeah. right? And then you develop these kind of behaviors. But I really like that when you said that um, you felt that you were not good enough as a man or in society or as an entrepreneur, or whatever, and then actually start something. Because there's two people, I think. One is the person that thinks they're not enough and they don't do anything about it. So they use that as a way to bring them down and self-sabotage. Whereas you have another person that feel not enough and you use that as fuel to start something, to inspire you. And I think that's what you did, right? Because that's how you eventually start something. Yeah, but I think, I think both paths are not good, to be honest. Why is I that? Think, I think because... When you, let's say you really feel you're not good enough, and I would say 99.9% of people think this way or believe this, um, at least at, in, sometimes in their lives. And um, when you actually try to escape from it by becoming successful or by becoming fit, um, losing weight and all that stuff. Yeah. So this is a positive effect of it. And you would say, okay, yeah, that's great. It has a positive effect. But it doesn't solve the underlying issue. Yep. Right? So you, you kind of um, run away from your emotions because you want to, that's the behavior. Of, the end goal is to change your, change your emotions because you want to reach that level at one point when you look in the mirror or you look at your bank account or whatever it is and you say like, oh, now I'm worthy. But yeah. it, that's all temporary. It's a loop, isn't it? I think yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So Because you think that once you get there, you're going to be grateful and you're going to, you know, feel that you fulfill yourself, but rather yeah. than do that, why you starting or before that, because the loop, you're always going to chase something yeah. more, right? I mean, there are rich people who feel poor. There are beautiful people who think they're ugly, right? It doesn't change anything. Yeah. So I think I don't say you shouldn't go for it. Yeah. I just say you need to work on both sides. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that you can change your, your perception of self-worth within five minutes. So it's, it's a process. Yeah, because it's kind of you lived in a society and your family and you've grown up for, let's say, I personally have 25 years now. Um, before I moved to Australia, I'm 21. So imagine you have to change this whole way of living Brazil and the way you see the world mm. by 21 years that you live today and things you believe in. Yeah. So it's going to take time and takes time to work on yourself. And we, we, would, we don't realize that our belief system needs time to work on and it's not going to be overnight. I think that's yeah. very important. I think, I think you can change your belief very quickly, but you only um, you see if you actually change your belief by behaving in a different way, you know, along the way. So you might go through one experience and you say, okay, like, I don't want to experience this anymore. Let's change the belief. But then you basically, the universe tests you again at one yeah. point in the future. And then, and if you behave differently, then 
then you can for sure say, okay, I changed my belief system because I changed as yeah. well, right? But if you don't experience this again... And, yeah. You know, Do you have an example of that, of that in your life? For example, when it comes to relationships, right? Yeah. So you go through you go through a relationship, you go through a breakup, and it's like, okay, I experienced this because of these and these limiting beliefs I have about myself. And then you you can't test your new belief system if you don't go into the next relationship. Yeah, that's right? definitely, yeah. You have to taste it. So, so if you avoid if you avoid the relationship, then um, you will never experience this. Back to your business, um, what are you struggling with now? Next so, level. So at or? the moment, we, we got our first couple of customers. Um, the feedback we got so far is, re is really good. Um, that works. So we, we, we basically proved the business model. And um, now we want to invest into growth. And what we try to do is we, we try to find a predictable revenue stream. So we, it, the, many small business owners, they don't have this. Um, and uh, they, they basically hope that they get customers through referrals or whatever it is. So we want to make sure that we have actually a channel that we can scale up. And, and now, okay, we can get next, next month, we can get X amount of customers. And finding this, this, um, channel is, um, is a tough part for every startup. Yeah. Right. And, um, and getting to, getting traction basically. Yeah. I know that you, um, you, you're teaching as well. You're teaching marketing and branding. Mm -hmm. Um, how is that for you? When did you start it? What did you learn? And, and yeah, how was the journey for you as a teacher? Yeah, that was quite interesting because I was asked to do this um, and uh, because of my business and uh, my experience. And when I started, it was quite stressful because it was a growth period for me as well. I needed to uh, grow into that position. But at the end, it was it's actually the only job or side part-time job I have I ever had that I actually enjoy. Because I like to share knowledge like people who know me you know me like we're I constantly understand. talking about that's something how we and, talk about you know, it <laughs> and and i share what i what i learned and i you know so we teach ourselves the, the whole time and um, we don't talk usually we don't talk about bullshit we don't talk about sports or whatever yeah, you know definitely and um yeah so um that was pretty good and and um so i now keep doing this just a couple hours a, a week um but um yeah that's pretty cool It really depends on the students, uh, though. Um, if the student actually wants to start their own business or is really interested, you always have sometimes students who are not really interested, but that's, that's fine. Um, change a little bit about the subject now, because um, I personally took Vipassana, uh, mm -hmm. and you can explain to our listeners why is that. Um, how was the experience for you? Why did you change, and uh, why did you take the course? And I know that you took the second time as a volunteer as well. But maybe just explain what it is and how was the experience. So Vipassana is, <laughs> as far as I could tell, um, it's the meditation technique of Buddha, apparently. And um, so you, uh, Vipassana is a 10-day meditation course where you uh, are not allowed to talk to anyone that does the course with you for nine days. And then on the 10th day, you can, yeah. you're allowed to talk. Um, so you have a... Um, a clear schedule you wake up at four o'clock in the morning meditate for two hours you know, breakfast and then a break another two hours and so on until 9 p.m um so there are a couple of rules you're you're not allowed to communicate you're not allowed to c communicate even in, in uh, non-verbal ways 
you're not allowed to kill. That's why you eat um, just veg uh, vegetables, uh, vegetarian food. Yeah. And um, and you basically try to do, even though there are other people, you, it's an experience just for yourself. And many pe people do this for different reasons. Like I, for me, it was um, I was too. I lived too much in my head at that time, and uh, I was thinking. What, what do you mean by living too much in your head? Living. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Um, I was thinking all the time. Overthink stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I spent. I isolated, my, isolated myself a lot at that time, and was just thinking, worrying a lot. And um, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it, and um, I was frustrated, and then I was very negative at that point. And then when I did, you it, worked well on yourself because I know you very well, and yeah, yeah. There was, there was like, there was the time I was in Australia six months, uh, six months in, and um, and then I did it, and and so the first time I was in Australia, I was here for one year, and um, I did it basically like half time. And the second part was so much different than the first part because I was way more present. I was uh, happier about my life, about myself, way more relaxed, and um, yeah, had a huge impact. But it's 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 a very painful process in the beginning because it is. It's you, very challenging. I nearly quit as on the fourth day because uh, yeah, just, many people quit, like, yeah. you overthink so much then, and the, the time doesn't pass, and you're there for you know days already, and like Paul was saying, you can't talk to everyone. Basically, you can't. You're not allowed to read it. You're not allowed to have your phone. You wake up at 4:30 a.m. every day, and you're basically constantly meditating and learning the techniques there. So it's not for everyone, but definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, how? What did you get out of it? How was it? Um, at the end, um, I mean, I've, I finally realized, uh, I finally learned to master my mind a little bit more. Um, so I was way more focused, more present. You experience life in a different way afterwards. And um, yeah, it's more subtle. It's not like, uh, for everybody it's different, right? Yeah. So the second time I did it, I um, had a realization that I was thinking about an old experience, whatever, and, and I, was, I was caught up in that in that um, thinking pattern and yeah. then, uh, throughout the meditation. So why do I think so much about the past? Right. And then I stopped doing it. I mean, I still do it from time to time, but it's wearless, human so. nature, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend, but, but I heard people doing this because they want to um, improve their golf game because it helps them to focus better. That's so interesting. Yeah. I did or not like, know that. Yeah. Another person told me they did it because he had a, uh, like like extreme back pain mm -hmm. and because you're sitting in, the, in a meditation posture well that it, one so it helps you, i had right? that so many times because yeah. i have lower back pain and it was really challenging for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. maintain the posture during meditation yeah yeah i think many people do this as well after a breakup um and then you hear them crying in the meditation hall that's insane oh up. man i had this dude that was fighting every day it's fucking crazy that was <laughs> oh my god my, my <laughs> you can't say anything right you just yeah. you just have to keep to yourself seriously in my my group was there was a woman who was fighting but like oh my god. super loud and long <laughs> <laughs> 
I think they just don't care, right? They just in that ever, stage, man, just like people. Imagine people if it's male, fucking hell! Imagine yeah. how to meditate. It does a fact to you. Yeah. People don't do that when you go to vipassana meditation. Do not fight <laughs> in the meditation hall. You can do this yeah. at your home room. Actually, you cannot do it in your room because you're still sharing a room with a few people. You're yeah, still having your yeah. curtains dividing, but yeah. Now, um, I would actually would like to do it again <laughs> the third time, but I wouldn't do it here in the Blue Mountains. I would like to do it somewhere else. Because they have one of the what, different places in Australia, right? I think they have yeah, it up in... Yeah. They have it everywhere in the world. But everywhere yeah. in the world, yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I think what I got most out of it in Vipassana was because every single day um, when you finish the meditation um, routine, you have the lessons where they talk about uh, stories, mm, uh, that the stories you can learn from that. And it's really fascinating because they have another room if you really struggle with English and because the guy that's teaching that passed away, I forgot his name, he's Indian, of course, and he speaks very uh, with a very strong accent, so I wasn't able to understand. So they have this room where you can translate and listen in your own language all the lessons, which is amazing. And I think... Gwenka or something. Yeah, Gwenka. Yeah, yeah Gwenka. Yeah. And I got so much out of it for me. It was a lot of anger and, like you said, feelings from the past. Um... What kind of anger? Um, anger towards uh, situations, little things, man. Like my mom sometimes, you know, me and my mom today, we have one of the most amazing uh, relationships compared to the past. But when I was young, me and my mom would have a lot of a conflict because we both have such a, a big personality. And I would, re- during the meditation, I would remember moments in my life where I would have a fight with my mom or something that happened in the past. They would fight with a friend. Or, like little situations, not even deep, but when you're thinking about it because you're constantly meditating and all those thoughts go through your mind, the anger comes back as if it's there. You get the goosebumps, your palms get sweaty, and it's getting rid of that feeling, you know, um, that you're holding your back because it's a past. But I think because we don't talk much about it, we don't actually realize how deep it is and it's bad for you, it holds you back. Yeah, you suppress that emotion yeah. and in that meditation it comes up to the surface. Right? Correct. Everything needs to come up again yeah. to, to be resolved. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I know you took Landmark as well. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love you to talk about that as well. How was it for you? Because, um, you know, for those that know Ting is out there, he just came up, not came up, maybe two years ago, a year ago, The Tribe of Mentors, the new book. And a lot of the people that he interviews in that book and his podcast, a lot of people have uh, taken Vipassion as well, but also Landmark. Hmm. And what's Landmark and how was it for you, bro? So, um, yeah, now I realize I'm definitely a similar junkie. You know? <laughs> I, do, I do all of this. Um, yeah, Landmark, Landmark was great. Um, had a big effect on, on me and how I think and, and, um, especially it improved a lot the relationship with my mom, um, because I had a clearing conversation with her afterwards. So landmark, landmark is, I mean, it's actually hard to explain what landmark actually is. Um, we have time, my friend. It's, uh, it's a lot about being, living more authentic, um, to yourself and to other people. So it's, uh, a, it's a course, isn't it? It's a yeah, three-day three day course seminar, basically. Yeah. But it challenges you a lot. Like, not, uh, probably there's not even a single person who doesn't cry at one point yeah. on the weekend. Whoa. Um, In front of everyone. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. And um, because it's a lot about sharing. Um, there's certain things. So they believe that when you share honestly um, your story, whatever it is, 
that you it helps you to hear the story and it helps you to connect to other people because they can they start relating to you in an authentic way not not the facade you try to build up yeah and um by sharing it it helps you to to heal and move on and so they, there's a concept of um always already listening so when when you're not authentic the people who are not authentic or not in the integrity they listen they have they have a pure person in their life and they every time they say something they think for example oh that person's lying or that other the person has a hidden agenda or whatever it is but you never communicate this to the person and you think oh that's fine i don't need to communicate this to the person but you're actually not authentic and the relationship can't be good when you do this and you do this very often especially with parents or like family members that yeah. are actually very close to you but you you just not authentic you couldn't forgive them for something in the past or whatever it is and the goal is to have that conversation with that person and and clear clear everything up be completely authentic and say hey um i know you might didn't mean it this way 15 years ago whatever it is you know yeah. and then, but i'm still mad at you or or the, or these things um And um, by actually doing this, it, it frees you up. Uh, so I did it with my mom. And so I called her up and, and said, uh, this is how I experienced my childhood. And and um, that's why the relationship is not as good as it could be. And, and you know, it's very, very emotional because you you hold back on it for, for your whole life. And all of a sudden, like, you, you need to speak something out. And I called up my ex-girlfriend, apologized um, for the last fight we had and what I said and, you know, like, all these things. And it helped a lot, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I actually did it twice. So I did the advanced course as well. At Landmark. Yeah, I know and, that. And the, Landmark, and the advanced course is about leadership and taking responsibility for you and for others. Um, and that's a great concept when you uh, when you learn this and, and you try to implement this into your life. Yeah. Um, like responsibility is pretty much everything, right? So every time you're not satisfied with one area of your life, it's just because you don't take 100% responsibility. Regardless if the you know external um, yeah. circumstances, you know, anything yeah, that's yeah. impacting that, but you take responsibility and take charge. Yeah. 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 Um, but apart from this, like just in general, like I think seminars are amazing to meet people. Because these people want to improve themselves. And yeah, of they course, you have some people... Self-help well, nuts. Yeah. I mean, you have these people <laughs> as well, you know, like they, they go from one seminar to the next and now nothing changes. Oh, that's... A, um, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? What do you, Because it, it's so... It fascinates me that a lot of people are there as well. Because it's so much... So much we can take nowadays. You can literally take so many seminars. It's a, it's a fair, good price. People can afford it. Or you can go online. You can read a book and you could free podcasting you know like you can learn so much yeah what do you think the difference you know because like you said people that they're eating constantly feeding their mind but they're actually not doing anything with it yeah first of all it gives you a good feeling because it gives you that illusion of progress right some people think still believe that knowledge is power but knowledge is potential power you know Tony if, you don't, right there. if you don't use it then um, applied knowledge is yeah yeah so Yeah, and I think it makes you look good in the short. Uh, sorry, it makes you feel good in the short term. And um, I mean, the most annoying people are the people who go into a seminar, and then <laughs> and then on Monday they they talk to their family or their friends and try to 
hear yeah, them di- rescue them, yeah. you know, yeah. and say like, "Hey, this is what I learned, and you should do this exactly." And, and it's just um, this, you know, getting away from that, from 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 the responsibility, and, yeah. and and trying to to change other people, which is always yeah. a sign that you didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so the way I the way I judge a seminar or like a speaker or whatever, I just I just try to see if it, it helps. Uh, if, if that person helped another person already, I know. Yeah. Like I, a friend of mine did, did landmark, and she changed her business grew. She got into a new relationship, and that convinced me. And I said, okay, this is definitely proof. That, it's so uh, powerful the word of mouth when it comes from a friend, right? Yeah. yeah. Anything. And it's, it was the same with Tony Robbins. Yeah. Vipassana, everything I did. That. Um, you did yeah. as well the men's men's share the the group. I'm in group. Yeah. I'm in group. Uh, can you explain what what is that and what, if people want to take hints in you? I love. I love look, a talk. You about. make me look like a seminar junkie. Man. Uh, it make, but, but <laughs> it's all about growth. Man. It's punch. That's what yeah. I love about you. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I'm in group. This is it's a group of men that uh, catch up every week um, and uh, have a, have a ritual to be. Uh, to be in an authentic, to be man in an authentic way, and um, I don't even, I don't even can't explain what the the actual purpose of it is. It's just um, connecting to your man, um, to the, to your to your to your inner man that you might don't live. Yeah. Um, Maybe a lot of the masks of masculinity that we hold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think nobody teaches us how to be a man, and uh, it's great to be surrounded by just men from different. Um, and then, what do you, what do you talk about that? Would you share anything? And so, um, yeah, there, there, there's a ritual. Um, I mean, the last time I went, there was maybe one and a half years ago. Or so one and a half years it's been ago. A while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they share um, they share their emotions. So they you sit in a circle, um, and, and on a chair, and um, and everybody talks about their current emotions, their current challenges, and what they feel at the moment in front of the man, and the people um, respond with um, with compassion. And, yeah, you know, and um, and then there's there's a process of uh, some people can can address a certain issue they have at the moment in their lives. And the group tries to help them to overcome that, to get clear, basically. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Paul, um, some of like questions I have for you still. Yeah. Nearly one hour there. So I was okay. almost done, but not too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, what's success mean to you? And if you could think of one person when the word success comes into your mind, who would that be and why? Uh, I think about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, why is that? It's because of the circumstances he was in and what he made out of his life. So that's a, that's a, he didn't grow up as a as a Rockefeller and and you know became someone. He actually grew up in a small village in Austria and then turned into the government of of uh, the fifth biggest economy. Yeah. In, in the only that he mastered another two industries. It's quite yeah, amazing. Yeah. Bodybuilding, and, and then later yeah. on, he did movies. It's it, like so successes for me. Maybe like the the transformation to the person you actually want to they actually want to be. And I think he achieved it. And he's not perfect. He's not. It's not that he didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. But um, yeah, 
when I think about success, yeah. I definitely think about When that. you say that, you have to know what success means to you. And, and how do you think for people out there? Because I think that's um, something I struggle with and a lot of people struggle with today. I've, like you said, we talked about that before. When something quick and once you get into that business or start something or get into that course or that university, find that perfect job. How do you think people, um, something to help How do you find more about yourself to, you know, clarify things that you still lost? How do you understand, create self-awareness when it comes to what you want to do in your, with your life or, you know, how to taste different things? Um, Two things I would say. Meditation. A lot of meditation. Awesome. Getting in touch with your inner self. How is, how, how is meditation for you? What do you do? Oh, like, I usually listen to... Um, to meditation music yeah on um what's the name on the app uh inside uh what is it so yeah just give it that's all right give it a try paul is just checking that what's the name of the meditation Uh, app he uses inside timer inside timer the app so that that's that's a good app um I mean, you can also, I can also meditate without music. Just, yeah. And what do you I use? Do, do you well. use Vipassana? Do you have create something on your own? Do you just basically, f- you know, focus on the music? What do you do and how many times in a week? What's your meditation process for you? And I don't, I don't do it every day, but I try to do it as much as possible. Yep. And um, very often I do just Vipassana. And cool. sometimes I just... Focus um, on your breath. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I just have like a conversation with myself while I have the meditation. And what do you mean by that? So I, I just personalize my subconscious mind and talk to my subconscious mind and ask certain questions. And, and mostly I get answers to something that I'm struggling with at the moment. And I get clarity. So it's like the relationship I have with, my own, with myself. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I believe we, you're not just one thing. I think you're like a version of different personalities yeah. right and um, you can communicate with so like like your brain has three parts right? yeah do you consider yourself a religious person or do you no, have anything not at all. yeah not at all so you call yourself a spiritual person a humanist no or? i don't have any name for it but yeah I'm, no i actually can't can't say what it is but yeah yeah i'm interested in in, in spirituality but i'm not religious at all yeah and you said there's a one um, you said there was a second thing um, so people could get into more in touch to yeah, self-awareness just do something do, do something do as many things take as action possible. Yeah. yeah have a job you hate and then you know test test out taste more right I think we yeah. I think we don't taste much it's it's interesting that you said that because Gary Vee is a big endorsed um, endorser of you know just take action regardless and one of the main things they started is is also because of the latest book from Gary Vee um, like you said just taste it more you know yeah. just do more things and and don't get trapped in the fact that you don't have enough time you have way more time than you think of course life is pressured and precious and we do have to you know speed up things sometimes and because I think we take too long to start something like this mm. podcast I think I took too long to start it. Um, but I think just taking actions and tasting different things, if it's that, that job, if it's that, you know, different platform you want to use online or you want to start something, do your research, everything's out there waiting for you. It's just a question for you taking the first step, the baby step, 
and you know going towards that yeah so why 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 don't more people do this so why didn't you take take action like i said i was uh, i felt that i wasn't ready uh, i felt that i wasn't yeah. um uh, good enough to start it but like you said um just taking the action i realized that i can learn everything as i do this podcast for example so we halfway through here like one hour um and i'm really enjoying this so much and i should have started this way before maybe yeah. maybe a year or two years ago yeah i think the way to um to do this is surrounding yourself with people who will put you under pressure yeah right. definitely and you are one of them definitely yeah. i remember so many times cutting up me on my bullshit and saying man raise yeah. your fucking standards <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> i remember that I, so many I, times i need this as well you know like i catch myself definitely to like to to find excuses for bullshit you yeah know? it's just because it's not a clear line you're not always the same person every day sometimes you have a bad day sometimes you tend to think negatively and that's normal too you know? i want to just yeah. clarify that i think we think yeah. that we have to have a perfect life all the time we're yeah. human beings and we're going to have challenges exactly exactly and um so but if you like very often people are in, in an environment where it's comfortable to not to change because nobody around them changes but if it's key bro you know, can you clarify that a little bit actually What? i remember i remember um an elan of our mutual friend right yeah. so i remember we had a time when we were like we spent a lot of time um, four of us, Fabiano, you, uh, Ilan and me. And at that time, I remember this, Ilan was the only one who didn't exercise. Yep. And then at one point, he started exercising. And yep. I was like, that's funny. Right? Nobody said anything. Yep. And he was not fat or whatever. He doesn't, didn't have a bad body. Or yeah. But he just started exercising. I think for, for him, it was just normal. Right? It becomes your norm. People yeah. you surround with, uh, you know, Joe Rom, um, sorry. Um, what's his name again? I forgot it. Jim Rohn. Jim yeah. Rohn has a great quote. Everyone steals this quote constantly. It's like, you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. If you hang around with people that don't not eat well, that will become your norm, even though you don't talk about that, even though that you don't bring up that into words. But you are re you're leaving that environment constantly. You're going to behave in the same way. Same with money. I do believe it. You hang around with people that are making, you know, some amount of money. You're going to start, you know, making that amount of money. And I think the same with the relationship. Um, you know, if you constantly hang around with someone, with people that are, you know, they have a girlfriend or boyfriend or they married, I think eventually you're going to start looking to it because that's going to become your norm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, not, it's not 100% uh, science for everyone, but I think that's really true for whatever you do. Yeah. I mean, we have a natural tendency to, to want to fit in yeah the question is the way you want to fit in correct right yeah it's um, like uh, sometimes you, you want to fit in with that group of people even though they're not beneficial for your life but just to justify your own you know your own bullshit things that you want to talk about it and, mm. and you just find those people but that's another topic but i do believe that's not meaningful you yeah. get you get in touch with a lot of um relationships not going to be meaningful for you and actually going to help you mm. yeah absolutely Paul, um, at least one book that you recommend and why? <sighs> I know you have thousands tough. of books because Paul no. is a um, self-help nut, like Terry Crews say all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, any you can up to, up to three, up to three. Uh, what what's area of life? Oh, let's say no. You know what? 
Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't pick a self development book. I would recommend um, Sapiens. Sapiens. Everyone's yeah. talking about that. I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah it's definitely definitely worth re um, reading because it's the, the I think the subtitle is the brief brief history of mankind, and you basically learn more about being human and why we are like we are and why we are the the species the, the most dominant species on mm -hmm. the planet. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, I really enjoyed that book. Yeah, what did you take most out of it? Just that idea that we, at one point, we were, there were other humans, you know, like another species. Similar and, to humans, yeah. yeah. And, Homo and, sapiens, yeah. And definitely um, that everything is temporary. So we were not always the most dominant species on the planet. So at one point, we won't anymore. So there's a follow-up book called That's Homo, deep. Homo Deus. Yeah. And he talks about like the next evolution of, of human beings and how Oh that's a that's a movie about it. Have you yeah. watched it? That's a movie about it. Uh, I forgot the name, I just watched it. It's new. It's all about that. They changed the it's a crazy movie, but yeah. it's everything about that. We turn into cyborgs at yeah. one point, right? Cyborgs we are or basically we are all already cyborgs with the with the smartphones and one yeah. point so, yeah your phone became your, our extension extension yeah. of our cells right exactly, with exactly. All the social media and we do everything on just on the phone and um yeah so i would recommend this at least one quote quote you live by and why you can no, you no. i try i try to um to live by this but sometimes i forget it but um it's probably um always be grateful but never be satisfied Always grew grateful. Yeah, Jing Rome has a great quote as well. Um, be grateful. Our, uh, why you, you pursue all you want. Yeah. I think that's a basic same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's basically like all to push to, to get to the next level, but um, always be satisfied with what you already have. Yeah. Right. One to three things you're most grateful for in your life and why? That changes on a daily basis. But, That's uh, right. How do you feel that today? Um, I think I'm grateful for all, all the struggles in the past. Yeah. Um, all the heartbreaks, all the um, tough times. Yeah. The depressing times. Um, and, and that it helped me grow. I'm definitely grateful for this. I'm grateful for my family. Yeah. I have a very good relationship with my family, even though we don't see each other. I'm the much. same. And yeah. I'm so far away, 14,000 kilometers from my family back in Brazil. But yeah, yeah. leaving Australia, we're, we're, I feel way more connected to them and more grateful. I think yeah. it would take for granted. And then once we move out, it was once I moved to Australia that I started actually telling my mom every single day, my father and my family, that I, I truly love them. Yeah. For me, before it was a bit awkward and I was yeah. shy about it. Yeah, you but sometimes get more, you're more connected with way the more distance. Connected you know? With the distance. Yeah, distance definitely teaches you something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's an unusual thing or habit about you? Unusual habit. Apart from you, that you're German, very serious. <laughs> very serious, yeah. Serious unusual when you habit. I make jokes without laughing and <laughs> Oh that's that's so true. Remember when, when I met you it was so hard to get you to your sense of human? Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's you Paul, but you know, if it's just Germans, it took me a while to learn your sense of human your jokes because I couldn't understand. Because <laughs> you don't laugh, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> you make a joke and you just don't laugh. You just yeah. let it, you know, the silent <laughs> Yeah. 
we call it a dry joke. Yeah. Dry joke. Yeah, that's definitely a funny one. Um, in the last years, what's one thing, habit, belief, or behavior that has most helped <clears throat> you? My morning routine. Tell me about that. I want to know everything about your I morning mean, routine. I mean, I'm really... Um, I don't have it all the time, but I try. I realize my best morning routine is when I wake up at five, five or five thirty, and and start exercising. I um, use the five-minute journal, uh, which means that I have a notebook and I write down three things I'm grateful for today, three things that will make that day awesome, and one affirmation I want to live by. Yeah. Um, and then I do some affirmations out loud. Um, incarnations where I use my body to make it very clear have a breakfast and go to the office and, and start working what time do you usually wake up so on a good day yeah I, I try to wake good up day, guys. 5, yeah. 5, 530, 5.30 5.30 so I yeah. can start working after breakfast and all yeah. so at, at 7 but yeah. very often you know when I when I when I uh, when I'm out or whatever, I can't wake up early. But I yeah. see the difference. Like these days are just better. When I when I wake up early and, and exercise, it's just a better day. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So you feel great about yourself in the morning, and then you and have more energy. It's just got done already, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're fresh for the day. I do yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, do you have any situation that in the past that looked like a failure? Something really that changed you or? Turning, you know, but later on it turned out to be an important experience of your life. That you are, you see now that it was worth it, and you change wouldn't change it because you learned something really, really, you know, powerful. Pretty much everything that happened, but um, anything that comes to mind. Yeah, I would say um, um, the last when I um, after that one year in Australia, I went back to Germany and started working in recruitment mm -hmm. and uh, they put me into a new department uh, with no real contact and a not so good uh, supervisor, manager. Yeah. And um, and I was not successful at it and I was actually had an internal resistance to that job the whole time. So I, I knew that I sabotaged my success the whole time didn't close deals and then after one year I just like okay I left and uh, it's just because you didn't like the job or anything I, I didn't like the job because it was yeah. not that like there were other people who were, were quite successful and didn't do much like I had a very high activity in the office because I tracked everything so I very often I had the I did the most calls over over that period of a week or so yeah. um, but I couldn't like I don't know I didn't push through or whatever like and I didn't care so much to be honest um, and I just wanted to get out I, yeah. I knew already that I wanted to go back to Sydney yeah. and the reason why I was was there for too long I was just needed to fix my um, I needed to get a visa so it took me a while to apply for the visa so nobody knew this <laughs> and I, when I I did not know that when I got the visa um, I got a number I saw the got an email on my phone and um, like I just took a deep breath and I was at that time. I, I was sitting next to my manager, and I took the and said, "Hey, do you have a minute?" And I just like immediately said, hey, "I'm not gonna quit." So I quit within the ten minutes or so. Yeah, I got the visa, I quit, and then like three weeks later, I was back in Australia. That's amazing, man. 
I knew what I wanted at the time. You knew I was just trusted it. Yeah. Yeah. And never again I want to spend so much time in a, in, a, in a position that I know that it's not for me. Why do you think, because we know a lot of people that do that, they complain and they, and they don't like their job, they don't like their life. Why do they stay the way they stay? Why do you think, apart from, of course, you fear. have, yeah. Fear. I think that's the thing, like, what are you more, more afraid of? Are you more afraid of, like, looking bad in front of other people or um, are you more afraid of regretting? That you didn't take the chance and, and fear of actually as well succeeding and then taking more responsibilities. I think that's a big one too. Yeah. I personally, you know, of course, I still suffer with that because mm. thinking that when you reach a certain point, you're growing as a person, you become better than your problems. But more responsibilities are going to have to, you know, you're going to have to be become a more responsible person. Yeah, so yeah. it's more things into your life. Yeah, I'm just in, in terms of careers. I just think. Okay, visualize what's the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is um, I'm 65 and I talk to my old friends in Germany and they say, and they getting into retirement. And, and I said, hey, yeah, I'm broke. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I have no money whatsoever and nothing. And uh, worked my whole life on stupid business ideas or whatever yeah. businesses, but I didn't achieve anything. And then I can still say, okay, I tried it. We just live once, so we we come naked to the to the world and we leave naked. So that's right? good. But I don't know if it's a good approach. It's just my approach, whatever. Yeah. And maybe I think differently in a couple of ways. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, maybe at one point I will I will have children and I think in a different way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because we were talking. Yeah, definitely. Everyone has yeah. different life life challenges and struggle. Yeah. But how many people we we know? massively successful you know that we know not even personally but they had so many hardships in their life and they made it through yeah. you know that's one of the things as well we hold me back to start this podcast because i thought that i had to be gifted mm. to you know because i was const constantly bombarding my mind with stories of people that went through the you know most horrendous situations and then they made it like they impact the world yeah. and i thought that Now I have to go through something yeah. before I can have a breaking through and yeah. feel that I'm worth it to do something. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's all, <laughs> it's all bullshit. I know. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting though how you become to realize that. Yeah. It's I think it's so important because if you don't realize that, you know. You let external sources, you know, someone, the economy, the weather, your family, whatever. You don't take charge of your life. It's easy to justify yourself for not doing something yeah. by blaming other, or other people or by blaming, you know, or using them as excuse to not do it yeah. because then you don't take it for some It's easy for you. It's easy for your mind to yeah. say that. But on the other hand, there are so many people who don't even think about this. So they, they are... They get married in their early 20s, get children, buy a house, work for a company for, for 20 years, whatever, and never cross their mind that actually yeah, they can do something. And yeah. it, it's okay. And then, then they're happy. Oh, that's like, as long I, as you're happy. Absolutely. You know, that's a good point. So, like like uh, some of my friends in Germany, they, they're happy and I would never try to convince them to, to yeah. do something else. 
if I see they're not happy and they just bullshit themselves, then yeah, okay, that's a different story. But because everyone's if you're different, happy and if, if, if what you what you do is exactly what you want to do, and then you want to sit at home and watch Netflix, then and you're happy by doing this, then go for it. You know, yeah, that's why I'm saying like you that's need to a be a little point. bit sick of starting a business because you, you know, have to be so self aware of all yeah. the things that people don't, yeah. Don't talk yeah. about it, right? Yeah. So when you when you're in the self development space or like you're getting into it and and you learn, you you tend to think that okay, there are either successful people, people who try to become successful, and people who are just like failure and miserable. I had never that in the beginning as well. Yeah. I agree with you. But there are many Judge, people very judgmental, which exactly. is very wrong of yeah. me. Yeah. And when you and there's so many people who are just happy where they are. Right? Yeah. That's a very good point. I think we have to accept that too, that yeah. everyone's different and it's not because you're constantly learning that your mate has to be. Yeah. And then I, th- I think eventually, you know, if you, if that relationship is not healthy, everyone's going to take your, you know, your path. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. Um, two last questions. What our listeners can learn if they want to start a business, especially something similar to your business? Mm-hmm. Um, like first steps, anything that you think that's very important to watch out or anything that you just have to remind themselves of before they start? Uh, definitely don't try to to do anything perfect because that's just an illusion and it, it's probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't push through or don't start yeah. uh, or take too long. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I made was um, I hold myself back by avoiding mistakes um, because I would I would actually now I try to make more mistakes and learn faster um, until I figure this out you know yeah and uh, and and there's also the, I put a lot of pressure on myself in the beginning because I thought like I, I was afraid of failure because I was actually afraid of how it made me make me makes me look. Yeah. But now I'm thinking like it's not about me. It's just okay. I wanna I wanna create that business uh, because I see that other other people can benefit from it, and I also wanna make wanna make money in the process. But I wanna learn a lot, and I see the the worst case scenario now is for me the business fails. But the I wanna make money. I wanna build a business, but at the same time. Or to and also to the same minimum to the same degree, I want to learn how to build a business. So even if I fail, I learn along the way. So it's it's I, it's I can important. only yeah. win. I can only win, you know, because if if in in one year, two years, I I, I say to myself, okay, let's let's stop it. Let it doesn't work out. It would probably take me six months max to start the next project. Because, you have you, know? you have these strategies in the you know, let's say yeah. the map, the yeah. plans is out. Exactly. Yeah, everything's right within and you. Many many successful um, entrepreneurs they they fail a couple of times before they actually work. Oh out. yeah, and and this is one also one thing. Ninety percent of businesses fail. So, and when you read success stories or when you listen to success stories, you tend to to believe that this is the norm, but it's yeah. not. The norm is That's to fail, point. right? Yeah. So you try to do something that ninety percent f- fail with, and most many of them are even smarter than you, right? So there's a lot of aspects that come in, come need to come into place to actually make it work, yeah, right? 
And I mean, you can take responsibility, you should take responsibility for it, but just because it doesn't work out straight away, it doesn't mean that you're not, you know, that you can't do it the next time. If that's actually what you want. It's like, it reminds me just like a child learning how to ride a bicycle walking. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Imagine exactly. if he, a child would just say, oh, that I think walking is just not for me, you know, I'm just yeah. gonna, you know, not learn how to walk anymore. But I think that's it. You, you keep yeah. falling down and you just, yeah. go and get up again and what, yeah. what motivates me is like and that's how i motivated myself when i when i um went to university i always said i was of course at the last exam i was six exam i was super nervous like everybody and i was keep telling myself like people who are not the smart as you uh already got the bachelor degree right so already they already did it and now i'm thinking like, there are a lot of like not as not, people who are successful with their businesses they're not as smart as I am even though I'm not like super smart but I'm just saying I'm average I'm just determined yeah right? and if they could do it I can do it too it's just a matter of time but it's just not a if matter I of time it, yeah you know? if you're willing to be patient and put the work yeah. definitely yeah it's, it's like one of my professors lecture said um, like studying is actually just time management you need to know yourself how much how much time do you need to um, get that material in your head? And then it's like, how can you manage your time? If you know you need more time, then just manage your time properly so you can learn it. Yeah. But it's not a matter of like being intelligent enough because at one point you will remember this. You will, yeah. you will understand it. Yeah. Right? Paul, before we finish this up, um, anything you'd like to say uh, to our listeners, any message you wanted to pass on, anything you want to leave it? It really depends who your listeners are. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, that's, I'm putting myself here as, you know, already making. So, yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, as I don't want to appear as an expert or someone who's like already, already achieves anything. Definitely. Um, We're not, both are not. We're yeah. all learning. But um, probably I, we, probably I say this because I also want to remind myself about it. Um, to, to embrace challenges, to embrace bad times, challenging times, and um, realize that it's a growth period, and a growth period is never uh, easy, and it's never inside of your comfort zone. So that's yeah. why it feels awkward, it feels bad. Um, when you go through emotional through an emotional roller coaster, that's pretty much the transformation to the better version or a different version of yourself. Yeah. Right? And then you decide in that moment, okay, can I can I push through and become a different, better version of myself or not? And um, that's probably this something that I learned through all these hardships. Yeah. Before we finish this up, um, where can they find you? Maybe online? How they? You know, our listeners can reach out if you want to get in touch for your business or yeah, best what's the best way? Growmodo.com. Grow like growing and then M-O-D-O.com. And um, yeah, that's probably the best way. And then contact me there. And um, and we are also on social media. Amazing. I will leave everything in the notes and uh, at the end of uh, this podcast for you guys. Anything right. that's worth mentioning. But thanks very much. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Thanks Thank for putting you. time. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Um, please leave a comment. At, I don't know what platform you're actually using to listen to this podcast, but please leave a comment if you like it. If you did not like it, that's the way I'm going to you know, grow and improve this podcast. Share the love. Share with your friends. Um, if you want to reach out, uh, please message me on social media. I'm on Facebook as Rubens Abro. 
um, my page is Rubens Abreu as well. I'm on um, Instagram. You can reach me out. So it's R U B E N S G N A. So Rubens G N A. You can find me on Instagram. Much appreciated, guys. Until the next show. Thank you.